Hello everyone, I'm Becca, dietitian by trade, mom 24-7, wife from the start, and when there's a few extra hours in the day, you might find me hitting the trails or on horseback. And I'm Kara, a therapist to women, a mom to a boy, an entrepreneur, mountain junkie, and a postpartum runner. And this is Fit for a Queen, a podcast that's devoted to the female athlete wanting to balance the teeter-totter of all the things we desire out of life as women. Performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self, even if we only get one minute out of the day. We're so excited to be bringing you the queens in the athletic world who have done just that. Okay, ladies, take a seat at your thrones, grab your crowns, and welcome to Fit for a Queen. Welcome back, queens. We've got Dr. Kirsten Lauritsen on today. And let me tell you about her. She's a functional medicine practitioner and chiropractor in Oregon. She also holds a master's in human nutrition and functional medicine, where she focuses on sports, nutrition, and athletes. She's the author of the 30-Day Reset ebook and Daily Guide, and is the founder of Northwest Functional Medicine, a healthcare clinic that incorporates massage, chiropractic, rehab, and functional medicine. She's also the founder of drkirsten.com, where she shares current research, articles, and recipes to encourage and inspire athletes to go further with their performance and health. Dr. K specializes in helping female athletes fix and prevent nutrition deficiencies so they can optimize their performance, longevity, in their sport, reduce risk of injury, and promote a healthy body. We love all of that. She's a triathlete, and she's currently training for the Coeur d'Alene Ironman in 2021. Welcome to the podcast, Kirsten. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. Yes, I am really excited to be chatting about some of these topics. So first of all, yeah. I'd like to know what made you have an interest in um, these types of things, nutritional deficiencies and performance? Where'd that come from? Yeah, so part of it was a personal story. When I was training for my half Ironman in 2019, I had been training for about a year at that point, And it was a couple months before my half Ironman. So I, I was, you know, really in the dead middle of, of training mm-hmm. heavily for it and uh, trying to get prepared. And I did this like squat workout that really shouldn't have been that big of a deal but it left me like my quads and my body was it like it was delayed onset muscle soreness, but like times hundred, mm-hmm. I could not recover. And so what I did was I said, okay, well, let's, let's figure out what's going on here. Cause I wasn't just talking about three days. Like it was going on a couple of weeks that I still had these like just bands in my muscles and I could not, I did everything, you know, I did the massage, I did chiropractic. I was, you know, rolling out, doing everything I could possibly think of. And so I said, okay, well, let's just go back to the table and see what's going on. So I took a nutrient uh, panel on myself and I found that I had a blatant vitamin D deficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in like the 14s. And just for reference, your, your normal range for uh, vitamin D is 30 to 100. And your optimal range, which we're going to talk about just a little bit today, is 50 to 80. So being in the teens is definitely not what you want. No. So oh, wow. I hopped mm-hmm. on that vitamin D right away. Uh, and because I took that test at the, you know, as soon as I could figure out that there was actually a problem there, 
uh, I was able to recover really quickly because obviously I took quite a bit, right? I loaded on the vitamin D as much as I could. And so I was able to get my levels up quickly. Uh, I also, for reference, live in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> so uh, in Oregon, we don't see the sun very much in the winter. So if you're not careful, uh, and especially if I don't see the sun in the winter time, or and I'm not out in the, you know, outside predominantly throughout the summer, which can be difficult if you work, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Um, anyway, so like all of those things can lead up to a vitamin D deficiency. Plus, uh, we use a lot of vitamin D for our muscle recovery, which people don't really know about, but it is a very important piece for that system to do its its thing. So anyway, I figured it all out, fixed it for myself, and that was just one of the experiences I had with nutrient deficiencies and how they can really result with issues. I was lucky I didn't get like a stress fracture or anything like that. So it's definitely one of the things I see more commonly with people who get stress fractures a lot is some type of like vitamin D deficiency or several different things that um, they're just not getting enough of. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one example anyway, but I see it with patients a lot. So. That's a really good just yeah. example of using delayed muscle soreness of like, and not even thinking that it's a deficiency, like mm, maybe I need more rest. Exactly. Maybe I'm doing too much yes. um, versus yep. it could be nutritional. So I think that's actually a really great example. So what are some other mm-hmm. of major concerns that you're seeing in athletes that are coming into your practice? Yeah. So this is kind of where I start to talk about like, first off, what are some of the differences when we're talking about nutrient deficiencies? Because there's like outright blatant nutrient deficiencies, which I talked about with vitamin D, but there's also insufficiencies and suboptimal levels. So a great example is, you know, what I just basically referenced with vitamin D and this happens with all of the different vitamins and minerals, including B vitamins of all the, you know, there's 12 different types of B vitamins, you know, and then and then minerals and things like that. And so we can have suboptimal levels where maybe your labs will come back as looking normal, or maybe they're not quite in range, but they're not out of your normal range. It's important that we start to really pay attention to if an athlete is coming in saying they're having fatigue or they're having any type of symptoms that just are not normal for them, there's definitely something going on. And if their blood panel doesn't come back as there being these, you know, blatant deficiencies in nutrients, we can still talk about the fact that there could be an insufficiency or suboptimal level. And that is with almost every vitamin and mineral that's out there. So that's where I like to start. And the, the one of the other really big concerns that I see with athletes is that illness and injury are the two things that take athletes out of their, their competition seasons and out of their practice. And it's very important, depending on the level, but no matter what, it's important for everybody that we try to do everything we can to avoid illness and injury. Um, Upper respiratory infections are super common in Olympic athletes. And there's a study out there where they're trying to look at the difference in immune system and trying to look at the immune system in a different way, especially around athletes. And they they did a study on a, a lot of Olympians that found that Upper respiratory infections, if, if you can keep those minimal, those were the athletes that seemed to be kind of in those higher ranks, um, and they seemed to qualify a lot higher as far as their, you know, times or PRs or whatever. Uh, and so upper, so that's just one example, right, of upper respiratory infection being a illness that uh, athletes can get. But there's injuries, like I referenced, you know, with, especially with endurance athletes, we see a lot of stress fractures. 
And that can be linked back to things like vitamin D or calcium or magnesium. There's lots of different things there that can pop up. So those are kind of two examples of some illnesses and injuries that can be a sign that there's just something not quite going right in the body. And that's obviously something we want to avoid, especially when training is so important, right, Mm -hmm. for an athlete to do. For whether you're at just like the normal kind of, you know, I would call an everyday athlete, right? They move their body, they're trying to accomplish something. Or if you're even at that pro and elite level, there's still that same, we really want a healthy body. And the foundation of a healthy body does come from making sure you have enough nutrients. So that's kind of where I start anyway. (laughs) And let me ask you, so a panel that you're running, I mean, typically, if I'm going to my, a primary care provider, will they, will they run the panel and get what they need? Or is it something that we need to look further, such as like a functional medicine practitioner? That's a great question. So Mm -hmm. where I always love to have my patients start is with their primary care. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can get their, so there's, there's common labs that you can run. They're called uh, like a, a chem panel. So they'll get to see a little bit more about what's going on and a CBC, so a complete blood count. And they get, and that's your normal things, right? When people go to the doctor's office, they'll usually run one or two of those things. Mm-hmm. And those are, those are a great place to start. You can also ask them to look at your iron levels, especially if you're noticing fatigue. I know I, I would love to talk about a little bit in, a, in, uh, in reference to this uh, red S, because I know that's something that you guys talk yeah. about a lot on mm-hmm. your, your platform, because um, that does tie into some of the, the issues that we can see with nutrition and nutrient deficiencies, but uh, you can pull, you can pull iron lab. You can ask them for it to pull iron. You can ask them to run B12. They'll also run sometimes vitamin A or vitamin E. Um, and occasionally you can get them to run vitamin C. Essentially what I love to have my patients do is, especially if their insurance is going to cover it, is just to say, Hey, look, I'm trying to get a baseline of what's going on with my body. And right now my health is so, so, so important. And I know that. And so I would love to just pull all of the things that we possibly can and just get a baseline. And then based on that, if nothing comes back, if it, and especially this is in, in reference to if they have something that they're just not, they know is not right, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that they're, they have a symptom or two that is just something that's holding them back from feeling their best. But anybody can do this. They can go in and say, hey, I want, I want this. So then... The next level is after you have those kind of blood panels, what we can do is we can look at a mix of a blood panel and then also a urine sample. And what that is doing is it's testing metabolites and it's a newer way of looking for nutrient deficiencies. But what essentially happens is every single system in your body and process, so enzymatic process, everything that your body does needs different types of vitamins and minerals in order for those processes to happen. So these metabol the the metabolics are one of the ways that they call it, but testing these metabolites is one way to see that something along the way of those processes isn't happening. And that usually lines up with these types of vitamin or mineral deficiencies. And so we pair the two and that's a more extensive panel that you can get run on top of the the typical ones that you'll see at your doctor's office, which sometimes catch things and sometimes don't. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's helpful. So what are some of the patterns as to why you see some of these deficiencies? Can you talk a little bit more about kind of red S as well? 
Yeah, for sure. So right off the bat, some of the most common ones I see with athletes are things like vitamin D deficiency. We see iron deficiency a lot. Uh, We also see magnesium. That's the first mineral I've really talked about today, but magnesium is is needed for all of all almost all the processes in the body Mm -hmm. as well as vitamin b12 Uh, but magnesium is is something that especially during times of stress which you know this year i think a lot of people are are dealing with an abnormal amount of stress on top of what we already experience anyway right but magnesium is one of the first things to go when you're experiencing stress And that's not just external environmental stress, but that's also the stress that you put on your body when you train. So magnesium is one of the things that comes back really, it's super common. Magnesium and manganese are two that come back as people are are deficient um, and B vitamins, uh, whether in the suboptimal level or normal, because B vitamins also are essential for things like your adrenal glands. They're essential for your immune system. And as I mentioned, B12 is something that your entire body uses pretty much. Mm. So there's a lot of patterns there as far as the deficiencies that I see. But the reason why we see those things is because first off, and I know on your podcast, you've had um, people come on that talk about gut health, which is a huge thing for, for everybody as far as their health goes, not just athletes, but um, gut health, you know, if you think about it, right, like where we get our nutrients, nutrients from is from our food. So if your GI health is not in its optimal function, um, functioning form, then we commonly see nutrient deficiencies result from that. And that can start to the, from the stomach all the way to your intestines. So looking at your bacteria and your microbiome, that's a, that's a big part of it. Uh, but all, and I'm, I won't camp there for too long because I know you guys have some different um, podcasts and episodes that you guys can reference back to for that because <laughs> they were awesome. But also looking into red S uh, and particularly women that that are at risk of these kind of energy and nutrient deficiencies is, is because we've seen the research done over and over and over again that women have a tendency just not to eat enough and not mm-hmm. to pair the energy that's going out with also energy coming in through your food. And that's not, um, and that can be the result of, you know, eating disorders and, and issues there. But that's also, we see this in just women because what, you know, think about it this way. Like uh, if I, if I think about the typical mom or the, the, the typical woman there, maybe getting up really early in the morning to get their run done. And then it's a mad dash to get the kids ready for school, get them out the door, uh, help, you know, their, their significant other get out the door as well, you know, and it's this, and then they get to work or they are doing their, whatever their normal thing is. And, and their day goes by and they maybe snack a little bit throughout the day. They get to the end of their day and they're like, Oh my gosh, I have not eaten enough food. And so they just try to cram as much food as possible into the end of the day. And like, believe me, I, I know this, this happens to me as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's this process that we have that um, part of it is that we just have to think about, you know, if you are training for something and you're doing one a days or two a days, or you're doing very, you know, kind of extensive training for something specific, the energy that you're putting out. And then if you pair, you know, if you're doing something very intellectual in your day and you're requiring a lot of use of your brain that day, or if you're um, in a very kind of active job where you're kind of on your feet all the time, uh, all of those things. And then of course, additional stress, whether that's family or life or whatever, 
those all require calories, right? Mm -hmm. They all require nutrients and things for your body to be able to do what it does. So when we start to see things like red S start to pop up, we see fatigue, we see amenorrhea, which is, you know, losing your menstrual cycle uh, for women. This red S also happens in men, but I'm talking a bit about women particularly because we're kind of a little bit more at risk in this scenario. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but uh, women, um, so we start to see these things pop up where you lose your period. You see these different types of symptoms of, of thyroid and fatigue and, and the body's just kind of breaking down and just taking a step back and thinking about why does the body start, you know, start showing these warning signs that something's going on. And usually it's because it's not getting enough of what it needs in order to do its job. And that as the foundation of what your body does is nutrients. Every single thing it does needs those basic things. And so that's, that's some of the patterns that I typically see is, is basically that. (laughs) You make such a good point. I've worked with women who are not, not even really training for anything specific, but they're just doing their regular runs in the day. But due to busyness and the chaos and the life that we lead, that they're still just not getting enough fuel in. And they're not even like aware. I'm like, well, I'm just doing a regular run. I'm like, yes, but plus this, plus this, plus this, you're not, Mm -hmm. you're just not getting enough fuel in. And a big part of why they're, they're just not feeling great. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How else do you incorporate the holistic care with working with your athletes? Give us some other example of what that looks like. Yeah, so we, we've talked a little bit about the nutrition side of things, but when it comes to taking more of a functional medicine approach, I don't see functional medicine really being applied to athletes as often as I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. Because when we really look at the body, and I've sort of kind of brushed on this already, but we want to look at the systems in the body. We, as you know, typically what you get when you go in to see your doctor is, and I, I really want to promote not only going in just for your symptomatic care, right? Like something's wrong, but there's also a reason you can go into your doctor to make sure that everything is, uh, you know, we're prevention, but also trying to optimize things as well. And that is, as I kind of mentioned, taking those types of nutrient panels and getting a baseline of where you're at is a fabulous place to start. But looking at the symptoms, we don't just have to have a name, a diagnosis of something, right? And then the corresponding treatment for it. What we want is we want to look and see, okay, so how is our brain functioning? How is our hormone system functioning? And and inside of that, the hormone system, you, we're looking at the brain, right? Your hypothalamus, your pituitary, that signal that we need to be making more of those hormones and how that connects to your thyroid and to your adrenal glands. And then thinking about how the liver, you know, processes out hormones in your GI tract and how your bacteria interact with your hormones. So it's really looking at the system as a whole and thinking about, okay, so it's not just, and, and we can break that down right in anything. So if you're looking at the GI tract, we need to look at this whole entire system from mastication. So, you know, when you're eating and chewing your food through what it does in the stomach and if there's anything going on there to the small and large intestine and movement across that whole system, right? So we don't want to just isolate into one organ and say, well, the problem is here, so this is what we have to treat. There's so many other things physiologically that are happening, and we can apply this to the immune system. We can apply this to, you know, everything, the cardiovascular system, everything. So when I'm looking at an athlete that says, hey, I really want to optimize my health, I want to optimize my performance, we want to look at all those systems. 
we also want to make sure that their nutrition is on point. We want to talk about exercise and their training. Are they overtraining? Are they undertraining? Are we supporting their training with the proper nutrition, right? Are we looking at stress? Is, is the stress that they're putting on their body through their training being combated by enough of the, the nutrients coming in to balance that out? Is there, are there external stressors with work, with family, with friends? Because uh, your social environment is, is important also looking at your spiritual environment. And this is not just like you have to abide by one religion. This is just, are you connecting? Are you spending time recentering every day with meditation or breathing exercises or something that just allows you to, to settle and kind of connect? Or are you spending time outdoors? Are you going to hike or be in the, in the woods? You know, they say it takes like three days in the woods to kind of get out of that like city go, go, go all the time. And that's just one way we can just reconnect with the earth and just with this, the, the universe around us, right? So spirituality is, is, a, is a piece that goes into that as well. And so it's really just, you know, take and sleep. I cannot forget sleep, right? And oh, water gosh. and hydration, yeah. right? Sleep, so, yes. you know, we're looking at all those different pieces because, you know, it's so common. I'm like, so how do you sleep? <laughs> and they yeah. just look at me like, sleep. you've got to be kidding What's me. Sleep? sleep, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So, um, so I'll ask, you know, is it hard to fall asleep? Is it hard to stay asleep? Are you waking up multiple times a night? You know, are you getting enough quality sleep? Are you waking up tired? Those are all different things that can be a sign that your body is just either missing something or uh, we need to refocus a little bit on each of these individual pieces to try to bring that holistic piece back together. Mm-hmm. That's really great. I don't think we're in one issue body. We have to look at the whole thing. No. And I think that's so important, mm-hmm. especially in the, the world we're living in. Um, that's a, that's yeah. a great um, overview. Thank you. You also have yeah. your ebook, The 30-Day Reset. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the book and what readers are going to find there? Sure. Yeah. So it's a program that I created to help my patients and anybody that's interested really in getting a little bit more of those like plant-based foods into their diet with, and it's really, it has a, um, a focus on detoxification and that system there, there was a time in my practice when I just kept seeing over and over and over again that people were needing a lot more liver, gut support, and just it was really difficult for them to. when I said, hey, okay, we need to take a step back on your nutrition. We're not looking at cutting anything out necessarily, although inflammatory foods have their effect on the body, but I try to take a little bit more of an approach of, okay, well, let's add in a lot of the good stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> and not mm-hmm. kind of think about well, you have to restrict, you have to restrict, you have to restrict. Let's, let's kind of not do that um, and, and see if we can get more of the good things in. But when I would say, okay, well, I want you to aim for seven to eight or nine to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables, they kind of look with, at me with wide eyes and be like, how do I even do that? Yeah. So I said, okay, I'm going to take a step back and create a resource for you that you can use to help get that many different types of uh Plant, plants into your diet, also looking at really good quality protein, good quality fats, and what that kind of balance would look like in a week. And I made it in a way that, you know, somebody from, as we mentioned, right, if you're, if you kind of look at it, and you're like, I'm a busy mom, or I'm a busy woman, or a busy parent, um, or dad that, or man that is, you know, 
doing um, all of these things. I just, I don't really have the time to prep all the time or, or if you're on the level of I'm an elite athlete and I know I need to be eating this much food and all of that that goes underneath that, what I, I built it so that you could, you can make it into what you need specifically. So you don't have to eat all the snacks that are on there. You can eat, you know, some of the meals that are on there, but at least throughout the week, you'll have an idea of what your week needs to look like. And I put recipes in there and a daily guide and journal so that every single day, if you follow the, the guide, they each have a, a tip or a trick for the day that kind of explains why you want to be doing and kind of eating these different types of foods, which for me, I think it's so helpful versus just saying like, well, I know I just have to eat these things. Um, you get to know why you need to eat those mm-hmm. things and what systems they're supporting, your immune system, your gut, uh, your brain, all of that. And to me, that is so much more helpful when I know what I'm doing and why. So that's what the 30 day reset is. It's, it's a fun little, little ebook. <laughs> and thank you for the recipes. I like it when people do the work for me. Yeah. I don't have to think. So where can yeah. people um, get access and get the ebook? Yeah, that's on um, drkirsten.com. So D-R-K-I-R-S-T-I-N. Okay. And we'll make sure we've got that link for everybody too. Oh, thank you. You, again, this was such great information. We haven't talked about these new, these um, deficiencies yet. So thank you for being on and chatting about your expertise. Thanks for having me. Um, Oh, I love it. (laughs) We would also love to know how you're living out the fit philosophy during training right now and COVID. So how are you balanced performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self in this crazy world right now? Yeah. So I would say at first when a lot of this stuff started happening, happening, you know, back in March and April and keeping in mind, I know that a lot of people are, are in different States, right? So Mm -hmm. Oregon in particular has shut down a lot yeah. and fairly often and, and for quite a long period of time. And actually today starts another shutdown where wow. they're closing our gyms and some other things. And I know other states are still remaining yeah. open. I know other people in the world are just, you know, not experiencing what some of the states are um, here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what it's been, a, it's been a tricky year, but I will say I am so grateful for the fact that before all of this started, I had committed to doing an Ironman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been a goal of mine and it has been hard. There's been, there's been times this year when my races got canceled and all of that, that I was like, why am I even doing this? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what it's done though, is it's helped me focus and make sure that I'm getting my movement in, that I'm getting my training in. And that has been so important for me because if I didn't have that, I can see how hard it would be to say, well, my gym is being closed. So why should I even try? Well, there's so many things we can do, right? We can go out for a hike, even though I know it's raining here today, but you know, we can still go out and enjoy the environment and get outside. We can run, we can hop on a bike, we can do yoga at home. There's tons of apps and things online that are available to us that are there to help us get that daily movement in, which is so important. And it doesn't have to be intense, but that has been super helpful for me in making sure that I'm getting that training in, but also taking a step back and saying, okay, I really need to focus on my well-being. I need to rest. I need to make sure I'm getting good quality sleep. I need to make sure that I'm not overworking myself, you know, at work and drive, 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 drive. Because really, I think what this year has sort of taught us is that that, you know, go, go, go 
stress, stress, stress kind of mentality is really hard on your body and it really doesn't support your immune system very well. Mm So it's been a good year for me to take a step back and to say, okay, like, what do we need to do to, to make sure that we stay afloat and we're doing what we need to do, but also focus on keeping myself healthy, you know, and keeping my body healthy and, and spending time journaling or meditating and building in that practice, you know, into my life, which has been a huge help for just staying a little bit more consistent throughout the year. And of course, as I mentioned, we don't need to be restrictive in our food. Like we still have, you know, some sugar around occasionally, or we'll have, you know, a food that that sounds good at the time, but we do really focus on the most of the time eating really nutrient dense food that Mm -hmm. we know is going to support and fuel our bodies and our immune system and staying hydrated, you know, all of those things that we can do to try to support our system as best as possible. And, and that's what we've been doing. So uh, reading books, of course, too, that and, and I also really love to play the piano and the guitar. So mm. I try to, you know, plan that time into learning new things. That's that kind of intellect piece that is, is a, it's keeping your brain active. And that's, that's a really, really important thing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I've been doing this year, which yeah. has been really helpful. Well, thank you. Well, good luck on next year's Ironman. I hope it, it yes, is thank you. going to be like it should and things calm down for it. And thank you so much I for, so. for being on. Um, you can find more information about um, Kristen at drkristen.com. And thanks again for being on. Yes, thank you so much. It was awesome. (laughs) Have a good one. Bye, queens. Today's episode is brought to you by Yours Truly. I'm excited to announce the releasing of my book, Finding Your Sweet Spot in Sport, Avoiding Relative Energy Deficit in Sport, also known as REDS, by optimizing your energy balance. Be sure to follow me on social media or go to my website, www.beccamacomble.com. Bye, queens. For additional information on today's topic and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fit for a Queen. And Hashtag Fit for a Queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, Queens.